All right, all right, all right. This is King Shed Conversation. Hope everybody's having a fantastic Friday. Uh, we got some things uh, that we're going to get into rather quickly tonight because there's actually a lot that I want to talk about. I probably won't touch on everything, but um, I have a uh, caller that's going to, you know, help me discuss some of the things we're going to talk about tonight. He's a brother from another mother, uh, Neil. He's actually the husband of Goddess Leah, who you guys had the pleasure of listening to uh, last week. She was on. Uh, he and I are going to talk about um, some things that have been in the news lately, some things that haven't been, but some things that plague our uh, community and has for a long time. Now, it's kind of a touchy subject for me, and you'll find out a little bit why um, later. But I know one of the things that I want to get into or talk about a little bit with you guys is the importance of um, the father's presence in the home. And it's not only um, little boys that need their father, but little girls need dad as well. And we have all sorts of uh, situations now where that can cause, you know, the uh, um, father to not be in the home or whatnot. Um, sometimes that's his doing, you know, sometimes that's uh, the mother causing certain things and sometimes it's just the uh, circumstances just don't um, allow for him to be there. But just because he's not physically in the home, you know, there I think it's very important that he still is very active in the children's lives because like right now personally I'm not inside the home with my kids but I'm very active with them and I see them all the time and talk to them about a lot of different things and you know try to help with homework and the coddling and things of that nature but a lot of the stuff that we hear in the news now with the shootings and you know the uh, drugs and uh, the mass amount of incarcerations with uh, black males and things like that and then when you flip that over to you know prostitutions and uh, teenage pregnancies and things of that nature we're not going to stop everything that happens that's negative but there are a lot of things that we can do as a uh, men and women to try to rear these youths into a, a different sort of direction and I have um I mean I'm not going to be the only one rambling about some of this stuff but I have Neil on the line right now too uh Neil how you doing man yeah I was just giving them I was just giving them a little uh background on some of the stuff we're going to be talking about now you're a uh, a father and a husband and you're a father of a, a young black male now how what do you feel like uh when it comes to how important the father's role is you know, with kids and whether they, whether they're in the home or out of the home, how important is it for the father to be present? I mean, I feel like it's important if that father has substance. You know, why he is there. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, so, really, you know, like you said, I don't really think that the father has to really just be there, but the father is there, or when he do come around, he must have some type of substance. 
Yeah, that's that. Now that's very important, and I think we need to we need to stay with that a little bit and talk a little bit more about that substance because a lot of times some some dads do feel like as long as they come around, they've done their part. But I think if you're coming right. around and you're not uh, imparting anything, then what's the point? And I think now there we, I think we too, and I've been, you know, uh, uh, guilty of this myself. Sometimes when we see things in the media uh, that happens with our youth or that happens with black men, we're instantly enraged and we instantly want to blame the system and, and curse at the system and politics and whatever the case may be. But a lot of times I think, and not to say that they're, they don't deserve any blame, but I think a lot of times we need to internalize as well and see how we are uh, raising these uh, kids. How are we imparting into them? You know, what are we doing? Whether And sometimes we don't even have to be the fathers. What are we doing as, as men when we see, you know, some of these youth getting in these kind of positions and predicaments? Or, or are we just watching them and saying, you know, under our breath, oh, man, he's going to end up in jail or dead? Or are we actually trying to do something and talk to these youth? think that's very important too because people read energies whether they know it or not and a lot of things that we put out there with our mouths we can speak life into somebody or we can speak death and if you if you're spewing out positive you know names and positive things toward people then sometimes they grab onto that and, and that builds something in them and if you can change a person's mind you can change a person's life and if someone is feeling like they're a king or a queen they'll probably act like a king or a queen but if we're going around, and not just us, but, you know, society and, and as a whole, if they're going around calling uh, people thugs and, and hoes and bitches and whatever, then sometimes, it, depending on the mind of the person that's being called that, if they don't have a strong mind and a strong will anyway, they'll gravitate to that and they'll start acting out. Okay, well, you say I'm a thug, let me show you a thug. And it's crazy because I can remember a lot of times, I mean, I had a conversation, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, where we were talking about fathers being in the home and things like that. And I was like, I feel like it's very important. But sometimes, like you were saying with the substance part, like me, for instance, I grew up with both parents. My father was in the home. So there are a lot of things that I saw and a lot of ways that I was shaped and molded that created 
the man that I am today. But at the same time, I, I do have friends that had the father in the home, but the the actions of that father were so freaking horrible. I don't know if it would have been better if he wasn't even in the house. So we can't, you know, we can't we can't fall fall to the idea of saying because there are a lot of people that think, OK, if the father and the mother both are in the home, then the, the child is great. You know, they have this great life. But it has to be it has to go so much further than just having both parents in the home. things are the same but yet a little different but like like i was telling them earlier you have a son now back when we were growing up our dads were probably talking to us about i know my dad was talking about a uh, basketball or you know make sure your grades are good da 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 but now we have to have these conversations with our sons about how to carry themselves when they're around law enforcement how to carry themselves when they're around a large group of people you know how to carry themselves when they're in with their friends and their friends may get into something and and they can get pulled into it i mean how does it make you feel as a father in 2018 to know that you have to have those kind of conversations and you have to be you know mindful of okay uh some some of these people out here that are supposed to be here to serve and protect us or even other citizens don't view my son a, as a human like i do now with you. I really feel good about being able to discuss this with my kids because even then, you know, I came from a an area that was predominantly racist, you know, so even then, I was already fans of, and, and, it, and it's like, but it was like me and my father, we didn't, we went deep into it, but we didn't go as deep. As I do now, and I'm glad we are evolving to be able to have to talk about these type of situations. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying on that? Yeah. And, you know, because, because, you know, it's like the more we talk about anything, you know, the more we're going to evolve. You know, and back then, you know, my parents, you know, like when my father, he would talk to me about racism, but we wouldn't get. Just let's get as deep as I can get. Yeah. You know, and I was the, and I was the child. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. so you know now, you know, since you and I have grown, you know, I, I try to really educate him, and you know, I feel well about doing it because, yeah. hey, I think you know, it's a lot of things that we still haven't seen yet that's gonna happen. You know, mm -hmm. and, and I wish I could foreshadow that. You know, so. Yeah, I really do think that, you know, it's, a, you know, it's great. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
I'm enjoying that challenge. And yeah, and that's exactly what it is too for me—a challenge because I had to, I had to really sit down and um, go go over it and over it in my head before I even started passing it on to my kids because I didn't have any uh, blueprint to look at to, to how to even approach those issues because I was seeing certain things as a child but my dad didn't sit me down and say okay son this is this is what racism is this is how you need to carry yourself or this is how it has been you know for your uh, forefathers and your grandparents see I had to learn most of that stuff on my own or just from what I saw or just for studying and stuff like that so when it came time to where it was so rampant in today's time I had to really uh, think about okay how do I talk to my kids about this because the way that it was in my head if I would have spit it at them like that they'd probably be petrified to go outside <laughs> so I was like I was like I had to you know I had to dumb it down some and be like because sometimes with certain subjects I get so I don't want to say enraged but I get so passionate about certain things to where sometimes I don't um think it all the way through and what what what's in just comes out and so uh, I'm, I'm trying to get better with, uh, I guess, taking some of the, the tones and things out of when I'm discussing certain issues, because I notice that sometimes my energy comes off at people and they'll totally shut off what I'm trying to say, because now fear has come in or they get agitated or they feel like, OK, this is just a big black man that just want to be rowdy. And sometimes, that, yeah, sometimes that takes away from the, uh, the actual point that I'm trying to get across. And, you know, sometimes we might come off and may even sound racist, you know. But, but you know, it's far from that. It's more defensive and, um, you know, counter, you know, counter reaction. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know, but to them, as young, you know, as our own seeds or whatnot, you know, and people that's around us might even think that we're racist. But, mm-hmm. you know, no, it's nothing like that. We just being the men that we are wanting to protect our culture, you know, exactly. our environment or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a good way to put it, too. I mean, I couldn't say it that part better myself, because that's all it is, because sometimes I've, I've even been called racist before, and I'm like, I'm not racist because I love my people. You know what I mean? That doesn't make you a racist if you love your people. That's why it's a lot of times I've seen situations, even with white people, and people have called them racist, and I'll, I'll research that person's uh, interviews or that person's thoughts and that person's the way that person vocalizes. And I'm like, okay, that person just loves their heritage. I mean, they're not racist. Now, some of them are, but I'm like, just because a person loves who they are and loves their people, that doesn't make them racist. But do you do you feel like it's like you know when you were young and the, the situations your dad had and I know my dad and stuff like that do you feel like it's it's easier or harder now to be a a, a positive role model or a positive figure or a father in today's times than it was maybe 30 to 40 years ago I think it's easier now because I think we've came I think as black people our identity has grown, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we feel a lot of us, a lot of us, you know, feel stronger about ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, than our fathers back then. Because our fathers back then, they were still sort of, you know, dealing with the fact of just coming out of Jim Crow, and you know, you know, you got to think '68. That's when a lot of things happen. You know, 
energy from the Philadelphia bombing. You know, a lot yeah. of energies from, you know, a lot of from the a lot of our people that did die. You know, the Black Panther, the you know, um, I mean, just a lot of people, man. Yeah. The pre, you know, you know, Lumumba, and I mean, just a lot of people that did pass. Malcolm Martin. I mean, so you know, it's like that brought a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, it's a lot of things now that bring a lot of shit. But now, you know, it's like since we do know ourselves a little bit more, and now, you know, a lot of us have done a lot better for ourselves. You know, in a lot of cities, you know, I've seen a lot of black cities that, you know, just traveling through Texas and New Orleans and. You know, I mean, I've seen a lot of black townships that, where, you know, our people have their own townships. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and there's a whole lot more and better than I think than even around the 70s, you know, the 70s and 80s. Yeah. You know, so, so in that, I sort of feel like that, you know, it's, it's a whole lot easier now. Mm-hmm. Because and now, you know, we got a lot of information that we also have that, that we didn't have then as far as knowing who we are knowing where we can go with it now mm-hmm. you know like then we, we didn't even a lot of us didn't even understand a lot of laws you know better yet talking about talking about constitutional rights you know we, we didn't understand a lot of laws as, in our own communities and states so I mean you know but now we can find whatever we need Mm-hmm. So, and we know where to go. So, I mean, it's there, but it's up to us. And I think that, you know, to a sense, that brings peace to our minds. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's a huge help in it, too, because, like, back, back when we were coming up, if our parents told us anything, we pretty much had to just take their word for it as parents. And sometimes that cuts off, you know, your... Uh, the way you soak things up well see now we live in an age of the internet and the web and everything like that so not only are we telling our children things but we can show them as well we can say okay well pull this up on youtube or whatever and you can see what happened at this particular time when i'm telling you about it so a lot of times when they get that visual they can be like oh my goodness i didn't even know it was like that this this isn't just mom or dad preaching at me you know they're really trying to teach me something yeah I think I think it's a um, we're we've made great strides as people as men um, in the way that we attempt to raise our youth now because it's it's a very hard thing because we have our own things that we're dealing with as men and yet we have these children that we have to raise as well and so I mean there's a lot going on but I think we've made great strides in how we do things and the manner we do things and and how well we're doing things and I think the future is bright no matter what the the media shows and what we see on TV all the time I think the the future is bright but there's still a whole lot that we have to work on there are a lot of laws that need to be tweaked or gotten rid of there are a lot of laws that need to be put in place but um, I think as long as people uh, don't let fear just overcome them and as long as they stay strong and know who they are and know what their rights are and know what they want for their children and their children's future 
then I think the uh, future is bright. And on that note, there was a lot. Well, there were some more things I wanted to talk about tonight, but I don't think I'm going to get into them because this was so good and there was so much meat there. I think I'm going to stop while I'm ahead and just leave it right there so that can soak in with people. But um, I want to thank Neil for coming on and talking with us. We'll definitely have him on again. Um, stay blessed, brother, from another mother. Uh, this has been King Shield Conversation. All right, no doubt. Now, I'll talk to you later. All right, man? All right, brother. All right, y'all, this has been King Shit Conversation. Uh, I'll be back at you, if not tomorrow, on um, Sunday. I hope y'all have a great Easter weekend. Uh, stay blessed. Peace and love.